Good morning, my friends, and welcome to uh, Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday, September the 11th, uh, and um, boy, you just can't, at least I can't, say that date without, of course, just uh, pondering back, what, 19 years ago now, and uh, and the events of that day. So in the midst of uh, of listening to our gospel today, certainly in the midst of our prayer, let's Lift up not only those victims uh, of uh, those attacks 19 years ago uh, this morning, but uh, the families that continue to live with uh, the effects of that, and uh, our country uh, who continues to live with the effects. So we certainly surround all of those um, in prayer and in love and, and in faith today. So our gospel today. We will continue uh, through the cha- uh, excuse me through the Gospel of Luke chapter six, uh, short Gospel today verses thirty nine to forty two. If you want to follow along, so Luke six thirty nine to forty two. It does not end uh, Luke's sermon on the plain. I believe that would probably be tomorrow's Gospel. I didn't look ahead, but I believe it goes through chapter fifty if memory serves. Uh, but but again, very very quick uh, compared to, to the three chapters in Matthew for the Sermon on the Mount. So let's open ourselves to the Word of God and uh, see what Jesus has waiting for us in the Word today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite! Remove the wooden beam from your eye first, Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? I think what that invites us to today, and and certainly um, I speak to me, Uh, I I, I never want to... make this seem like I'm, I'm simply speaking to you that I've arrived at some place. I, I've not done so. What is it that we uh, surround ourselves with? What is it? Who are those people? Uh, what are those things in our life that we take as our mentors, as our teachers, as people that we look to for wisdom, for truth, for knowledge, Uh, for our foundation, because those people, those things, I say things such as the gospel, uh, such as the teachings of the church, uh, such as, uh, you know, uh, could be incredible stories or or, uh, truths, parables uh, in our lives. Um, Our truths, our actions, our uh, attitudes are only as solid as those things we look to for that foundation. You know, as I was doing my brief prep uh, for this, I, I came across a cute story 
And it, it goes like this. I don't know if it's true or if it's made up. I suspect it's more made up. But in the, uh, in the time before television and in the time before certainly computers and, and radio and things like that, there was a telephone operator in a small town. And this telephone operator, she was the only one in town. You know, everybody called her. And every day, uh, religiously, she would get one call. And this person would say, what is the exact time? And with confidence, this person would give the time out. Because every day, she set her watch by the whistle, the only uh, factory in town, by the whistle calling their workers to work in the morning. And uh, one day, her watch uh, was off. Uh, it it uh, hadn't kept the time. She hadn't wound it. And um, that call came in as she was at the switchboard. And it said, what is the exact time at this point? And she said, I'm sorry, I can't give that to you today because I'm waiting for the factory whistle to go off because once it does, I will set my watch by that, and, and I, it hasn't done that yet, and I can't tell you the time. And there was a silence on the other end of the phone, and they said, well, this is the factory in town, and we look to you to give us the time. Cute story, right? Again, I don't know if it's true or not. But the whole idea is, you know, they're, they're these two individuals, one with confidence who's telling everybody the exact time, um, and, uh, and she sets it off of the whistle in town who looks to her for the exact time. And, and so they're, they're, they're playing off each other in what is truth. And, and neither of them really know, but they, they have great confidence because the other is speaking with confidence, be it a factory whistle or someone over a, a switchboard with authority. Who or what are those things that we look to for that truth in our life? Uh, and are they just kind of showing an authority that they don't have? Are they... Um, Grounded in reality, in, in reality, capital R, uh, in truth, capital T. Are they grounded in something that is immovable? Um, because if not, uh, then destruction, whether it's both of us falling in a pit or however that looks like, destruction inevitably will fall. I mean, again, those foundations built on sand are going to collapse. And I think that's what our, our God invites us to today is just to make sure what are those guiding lights, those guiding principles, and how firm are they grounded? Second point, last one, is that, uh, that point of, um, you know, do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye but don't perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can we say to one another, hey, let me get that splinter out of yours when we don't see our own? You know, just incredible wooden beam because we can't see clearly through our own um, uh, our own failings, our own uh, inadequacies. And and what this speaks to me of is that wonderful and hard gift of humility. Um, my friends, I I think you know in the spiritual life. And again, I'll tell another parable if I may. Um, Again, not true, but a parable. I don't know where it came from. I've, I've known it for years. But um, in his 20s, the young man set out and said to himself, I'm going to save the world. 
But by the time he got to his 40s, he realized that seemed a bit of a, of a large, too large of a task and said, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to save my country. By the time he got to his 60s, he realized, boy, that was, that was a, a bridge too far as well. It was just too much. And so he, he said to himself, I'm going to go out and I'm going to save my community. And by the time he got to his 80s, he realized, okay, the only thing I can try to do is to save myself and to change myself. Brothers and sisters, isn't that really the spiritual life? That, that we are called first and foremost not to change this country or this world or this church. First and foremost, we're to invite God into us and our lives and our circumstances and change us. Because any world that we're trying to change, any community or church or country that we're trying to change would be created in our image if we indeed first and foremost, are not um, created in the image and likeness of God. I mean, we are certainly born in the image and likeness, so that's, that's not my point, nor is that uh, ever debatable. But if we don't give ourselves over and allow God to continue to be that guiding principle and light and foundation, um, if we don't fearlessly look within ourselves uh, with that gift of humility and say, well, these are those areas in my life that, that, that have been with me all my life. And how do I continue, or how do I begin to love them? How do I begin to offer them up to God and realize I, I don't have the power to change them, or at least realize that they are there? Um... Because perhaps even our acknowledging their presence can be the first step toward the removal or our acceptance of them. Because sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. And, uh, and, and that gift of humility that says, this is who I am in my, in my good um, and in, in that lesser in those things I carry with me that I, I'm not proud of, but that is also part of me. But I do agree and, and, and love that last part of the gospel that Jesus gives us. He doesn't say that we end merely by taking the wooden beam out of our own eye or acknowledging its presence. But only after we have done so can we then tend to those around us and their splinters in their eye. And so I think what this gospel invites us to today, um, beside inviting us to say, okay, who are those foundations or what are those foundations upon which we rest uh, so we don't find ourselves falling into a pit, but those that are firm and those that are, are tested and true. But also it says, but it invites us to humility, to know ourselves fully as we are. Um, and not 
go about with ego driving us or arrogance driving us, pretending that we are what we are not, but only realizing this is who I am in my fullness. And if in my fullness I can share a part of that with you in my um, wheat and in my weeds, uh, and, and if that sharing that story in its fullness can help you in your wheat and weeds, well, then we praise God for that because maybe the help, that helps bring or, or bring any, get any splinter out of your eye at the same time. It helps me uh, realize that that's who I am with, with this darn wooden beam in mind. So it's, it's a good gospel today that invites us to real and practical places. Let's pray. If there are, uh, again, things, people, uh, individuals, um, circumstances with which you would like to lift in prayer, I invite you to, to lift them today during our prayer. Again, inviting um, on the September 11th uh, those affected by the uh, attacks 19 years ago. Uh, lift them in a special way today. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, thanks for uh, being with me again today and opening God's word. Blessings on the rest of your Friday, but also on your weekend ahead. May it be filled with every good joy and blessing. Take care.